Good evening. It's awesome to be here. I have not been in the country for 24 hours yet, so um, I'm still fresh off the plane, probably a bit jet-lagged, so please forgive me if my sentences get a bit mixed up. But um, it's really great to be here, and it almost feels like I haven't been away. So it's great to see all friends, family, and all of you. Let's just pray. Father, I just pray that as we come to share around your word, that Jesus, that your will would be done in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that I would not speak with wise and persuasive words, but rather with a demonstration of the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Amen. George and my mom only got hold of me on Thursday to ask if I'd speak tonight. And I've had quite a busy time at work. And I was saying, Lord, what am I going to speak on? What am I going to say? Thinking I'd have about 14 hours on the plane to prepare, but it just didn't go that way. But the word that God um, laid on my heart was this one, the miracle is in the stretch. But I said to George when I got into the car last night at the airport, I said, listen, there's one song, though, that I'd like us to sing before I speak, and that's Oceans. And he went, wow, that's amazing, because it's already on the list for tomorrow night. And that's when I knew the confirmation of what God wanted me to speak. But you know, when we sing that song, I don't think we realize what dangerous words we are singing. Have you ever thought about that? What are the words that you're singing? Because what you're actually saying is, Spirit, lead me where my faith is without borders. And that is actually saying, Holy Spirit, Father God, Jesus, will you take away my borders? Will you take away my securities? Will you take away the things I hold on to? Will you take away my safety nets so that I can become totally reliant on you? So that I can be totally dependent on you? So that I can plug into you, Holy Spirit, who's the one that would empower me, enable me, and lead me on? Because you see, we're so used to staying within our comfort zones. And when we sing that song, we're saying, Lord, take them away. Remove the things that I cling to. Take away the borders. Take away the boundaries so that I can step onto the water with you. Because when we do that, we become totally reliant on him. That's the song you're singing. That's the dangerous words that you're singing over your life. You know, and, and so what I want to speak on is the miracle is in the stretch. And one of the verses from the Old Testament we all know so well is Isaiah 54. And it says, enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Stretch out your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right And to the left, your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. But I want to just concentrate on that first part. Enlarge the place of your tent and stretch your tent curtains wide. I believe that God is calling us to do just what that song says, to let go of our securities and to begin to stretch and allow him to stretch us so that we can experience the miracles of God. You see, to stretch means to lengthen. It needs to extend or to spread, to make demands on one's capacity or resources, to make the maximum use of something. And when God is in the stretch, the stretch makes room for a miracle. 
You know, there are things that only become possible and breakthroughs that only become possible in our lives when we stretch and we make room for enlargement. And that can be in your personal life. It can be in your marriage. It can be in your finances. It can be in relationships. It can be at work. If you are looking for God to break in and to break through, he might be calling you to allow him to stretch you so that you make room for the very thing that you're crying out for. You see, the stretch shifts you out of your comfort zone. And if we look at Matthew 14, and you also know this passage really well, and we read of when Jesus sent out his disciples in the boat onto the water and how the storm started to build. And it says this, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. And you see, the comfort zone there for Peter, and we know what happened with Peter, but the comfort zone was the boat. The comfort zone was the boat. It was the thing that he was used to. It was small, it was comfortable, it was familiar. And what God was requiring him to do was to get out from that comfort zone. He was saying, come out, come out. Because you see, when we're in the comfort zone, we don't need to rely on God. When we're in the comfort zone, we can rely on our own strength. We can rely on our own ability because we are used to it. It's familiar to us. But the minute we step out of our comfort zone, who do we begin to rely on? We begin to rely on God. We begin to rely on Jesus and we begin to rely on the Holy Spirit. Because we cannot do it in our own strength. And he is calling some of us, and I'm sure all of us, in areas of our lives to begin to stretch, to allow him to stretch us, to expand us, and so that we come out of that place of the comfort zone. Because you see, God has a way of positioning his purpose for our lives outside of our comfort zones. So if you wanted to step into the very purpose of God for your life, it's going to require stepping out of your comfort zone and beginning to stretch, okay? He wants us to become dependent on him. He wants us to become dependent on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit should be the one that's guiding us, should be the one that's leading us, should be the one that's empowering us, should be the one that's enabling us. We should become totally reliant on him. We should be leaning into him. But some of us are so busy hanging on to our safety nets, so busy hanging on and hanging into our comfort zones. And he's calling us out. Just want to tell you a story. When God began to speak to me about this, I saw a title, and that's often how he speaks to me. And I saw this title, The Miracle is in the Stretch. And I thought, wow, that's, that's quite interesting. And it began to play on my mind. And um, I am in a role that I took on towards the end of last year. I'm a chaplain in a school in the school that my son and daughter attend um, in, I nearly said South Africa and Australia. And um, so I have the privilege of being a chaplain there, which is an absolutely awesome job. And as the chaplain, they asked me to go on one of the, the outings that the grade 11 and grade 12s went on. The problem was I am not very fit. I don't exercise very much. And the outing that they asked me to go on was with the Cert 3 um, 
students and they are doing a certificate in physical education and like gym instructor training. Okay. And so the other chaplain who was meant to go couldn't go because he had hurt his wrist and he couldn't hang. It was one of these, um, I don't know what they call them, but with all the ropes and the climbing things and everything happening above ground, you know, like all that that stuff. And um, so he said to me, I can't go because it's quite strenuous. My wrist isn't strong enough. So I need you to go in my place. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. No problem. That's going to be fun. He said, it's going to break you. And I was like, no, 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 it's all good. It's, it's okay. But as the day approached, I got a little bit more nervous. And um, when we got up there, um, it's up in an, in an area in a mountainous, well, yeah, for Australia, mountainous um, area. And we got up there and it started to rain, like really heavily. And it started to thunder. And I thought, there's no way they're going to get us up there on these ropes and poles and whatever because of the rain. But no, we still had to go. We had gloves on. We had helmets. We had all kinds of things. Anyway, there's one particular part of this, this um, course that they had us on. It did break me. <laughs> it got to the point where I thought, God, if you don't come and supernaturally take me out of this thing, I think I'm going to die. Literally. And what had happened was, is there was, I mean, there were a lot of things that we had to do hanging from, and you're attached to a, um, these metal wires and stuff. But we got to this one point, and I was already pretty much struggling. You're soaking wet, your gloves aren't working, everything's slippery, you are high above the ground. And we got to this one part, and I looked out, and I just froze. And I was like, Lord, I cannot do this. And what it was, was like gum poles, like the telephone poles. Literally, it was like that. But I'm talking meters. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I was going to say as high as the roof. Maybe not that high. Some of them were probably that. No, I actually think it was probably that high. But it was that high above the ground. So you were already seeing from a different vantage point. Let me tell you, you're high above the ground. But what you had to do was you had to walk from one pole to the other with nothing underneath. You're attached to a rope. But the rope is more stable when it's above your head, not when it's to your side. And it was to our side. So you've got this thing going that way, but you've got these poles, and they were too far to leave one foot fully on the one to reach the other. And you are meters and meters above the ground with no safety net, except for this wire thing. And what I realized was as I stretched out as far as my mother would never have made it, because she's too short, but as far as I could stretch to just get my foot onto the other pole, the pole, they weren't stable. They wobbled. Plus, you're soaking wet, your shoes are wet, the pole is wet, and now you're trying to step over onto this thing thinking, oh, God, I'm done. This is it, I'm done. And I'm, like, just about crying. I don't want the students to see me. And, um, and I honestly thought, if you could transport me now, this is the moment, because <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> and, uh, and, but what God was doing, it was in that moment, as I was going across these poles, hanging on to this cord for dear life, trying to stabilize myself, and I was like, And God said to me, this is what I mean by the miracle is in the stretch. You are stretching far beyond anything you have ever stretched. You are completely, completely out of your comfort zone right now. And who did I have to rely on? I couldn't rely on that metal thing. I was relying on God. Because I was praying like I've never prayed. I was crying like I'd never cried. But I was trying to get across that thing. And when I did, that sense of achievement, but that thought of I'll never or maybe I'll do that again by the time I got to ground. But that, it gave me such a real picture of what it means to stretch beyond your comfort zone. And it just made it so real for me. I don't know if you've ever done anything like that, but I don't actually suggest it. And you see, when we, when we stretch like that, the miracle of the stretch is when the stretch is at God's word, not our word or somebody else's word. 
Because often we do stretch in areas, it could be financial, it could be business, it could be in a friendship or a relationship, and we get burnt. And then we're quick to blame God. But you know what? God never said it in the first place. The miracle of the stretch is when the stretch is at God's word. Because then you have the knowledge that anything that he says for you to do, he will be there with you. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. Peter said this, Lord, if it's you, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. And Peter responded to that word. He responded to the word come. Jesus had said it. So he did it. There is a safety. It's in God speaking his word to us. Then we have the safety and the knowledge of knowing that he will perform his word. Okay? So make sure you've heard God. And it says, Peter then got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came towards Jesus. He wanted to be where Jesus was. What propelled him out of that boat? He wanted to be where Jesus was. He wanted to be in the presence of God. The miracle is in the stretch when you get out of your comfort zone and you enter the obedience zone. Peter got out and he did it in obedience. I mean, in the other parts, we see where Peter went out on the boat, fished all night, came back with nothing, and Jesus said, go out and do it on the other side. He went in obedience. He went out again, even knowing that this is impossible, this is fruitless. And yet, because he did it in obedience, there was a a bountiful catch, and the miracle occurred. And it was so big that it filled another whole boat. The miracle didn't just affect him. It affected others too. So when you step out in obedience to God's word, it doesn't only affect your life, but because it affects you and he works in you, he also works through you to affect the people around you. So the miracle is not just for you, but it's for those that we can impact along the way. Because when they see it taking place in your life, it's a testimony of the goodness and the faithfulness of God in your life that affects the lives of others. Saying yes to the stretch requires faith. Peter jumped out of the boat because in that moment, there are many reasons that we can say, but in that moment, I believe he saw something in his mind's eye. He saw himself walking on the water with Jesus, but it required faith. It required action on his part of stepping out and stepping onto the water as we sang with Jesus. It's a faith action. You see, a God-sized stretch requires faith because there's no natural way that you and I could do it without him. And he specially puts us into that place so that we have to be totally reliant on him. Is it comfortable? No. Is it easy? No. Let me tell you something. After I spoke a word similar to this about the miracle is in a stretch in a bit of a different way in Australia, soon after I'd done that, um, that rope thing, our lives, so much started to go happen in our lives. I was like, Lord, was that a prophetic word for us? That right now you're stretching us beyond, beyond, beyond anywhere I thought I could have been stretched. It's like in that moment, God said, okay, you've just said yes to the stretch. I'm going to stretch you. And was it all him? No. But he used it to stretch us and to, devour, and to, um, to develop character in us. And you know that people have come to us since that time this year. So it's, it started in about um, the end. In fact, it started the day that Darren arrived in Australia. <laughs> it was very stretching, no. But um, it started that day. 
And poor Darren walked into us into our home, and, and that day was okay. But the next day, we found out, well, actually that day, Garnet lost his job. The next day, we got robbed in our own home in Australia. How's that for, for um, interesting? So poor Darren had been there not even 24 hours, and we were burgled and robbed. And um, what had happened was, is we live on water. I wasn't going to say this, but we live on water uh, on a marina, and we went for a walk to the coffee shop to get, grab a coffee. And while we were out, one of our neighbor's visitors broke into our home, and this will sound unbelievable, but 100% true, and stole our shower door, as you do. And um, so by the time we came <laughs> and Naomi comes to me, she goes, Mom, can I go for a shower? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And she comes down and she says, there's no door. And I'm like, don't be ridiculous. Of course there's a door. No, Mom, really, there's no door. And I'm like, no, you know, like, for goodness sake, just get up there, get yourself showered. We've got to get to the hospital. Because um, when my mom left from Australia, um, Naomi had emergency appendicitis. And um, so we had to go for a checkup. And she's like, no, mom, I promise you there's no door. And I went and I looked. And I was looking behind, on top, anywhere, no door. <laughs> well, you, you begin to think you're losing your mind. And then God came home. Simon came home. I was like, please go upstairs and check the bathroom. No, he says there's no door. I didn't tell him I'd already checked. But there was no door. And in that, I also realized that there was no iPad for Susan, no iPad for Naomi, and no purse for Susan. And anyway, gone to phone the cops. And when he said, They've stolen our shower door. They just laughed. They thought it was, it was a prank call. But anyway, they had stolen our shower door. And, um, and that was to replace theirs because they had smashed it. And they were, dr they were drug addicts. And there was a lot going on in the home next to us. It was a real um, stress and pressure on our family. It was very stretching. Because what happened was is the more they did to us, um, the security, we're in a security area, they would have nothing to do with them. The police had told them they're too dangerous. You cannot put your foot onto that property. But these were our neighbors that we were living with every day. And they were doing stuff to us on a continual basis, and we still had to love them. We still had to love them. And so even when they had thrown um, nail polish all over our walls, all over our laundry, eggs, used nappies on Simon's roof, all kinds of things, we still had to love them. And we did. And so with his job loss, which landed up being for two and a half months, and with that and seeing God actually move, it had to, we had been, people had been praying them out for so long, it took the burglary to get them out. So I lost everything I'd done on my iPads and stuff, but it was worth it in the long run. It was very, very stretching, but in it, God showed, God's hand moved so sovereignly. And people have come to us since then and said, you cannot believe what a testimony that period of your life was for us. And Why? Because we allowed God to work in that stretching time. It was very stretching. Many times I felt like giving up, getting on a plane, and coming back, if I had to be totally honest. And, um, but in it, I knew that we had responded to God's word. And God's word to us had been to go to Australia to start a church and to be a witness to the people around us. And even though I didn't feel like it at times, God supernaturally did that even without us doing too much. So that's what, that's what happens with faith. You see, what happens, the stretches um, when you step out in faith, is it's like an elastic band. As you stretch it, it never comes back to its original place. It's always 
slightly slacker, slightly longer, slightly bigger. And so what happens is it takes, there becomes a new norm, normal for your life. You stretch and there's a new normal. And you begin to operate from a new level with a new expectation and a new anticipation in God. And anticipation is action. It's not just standing back and waiting for God to do something. It's acting on that which God is showing you, acting on his word, getting ready and prepared for that which he is going to do. So stepping out in faith um, creates a new normal for you. Then, which I love, there is grace in the stretch. There is grace in the stretch because what you see is when Peter saw the wind, he had stepped out on the water. When Peter saw the wind, he was afraid and he was beginning to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? So, you know, we can be so filled with faith at times. I went back last year to Australia after having been here over December, January, full of faith as to what God was going to do last year. It was the hardest year of my life. It wasn't easy, like I've said. And that was just the begin, you know, that was just a bit of what went on. But let me tell you something. Even when I shouted and kicked and screamed and cried and did whatever I did, the grace of God was there. He embraced me with his grace. When Peter went down, Jesus embraced him with grace as he stretched out his arm to him. For you and I, we can step out in faith. But when we begin to, you know, to become aware of that which is happening around us in our circumstances and situations, it is so easy to take our eyes off Jesus at that moment. It is so easy to take on the difficulties and the circumstances. I mean, in South Africa right now, especially in Australia, I haven't watched news. I haven't listened to anything that has been said here. But I've arrived here and so many people, are, I've heard so many things already. And you see, the thing is, when you see what's going on around you and you begin to listen to media or you begin to listen to that which has been said, it is so easy to lose faith. It is so easy to start to agree with and align yourself with that which has been said out there instead of aligning yourself with heaven, instead of aligning yourself with the possibilities of what God can do and how God can break in and break through you to affect an atmosphere or change a culture. You see, because we get to change the tone and the culture of where we are by what we speak, what we release, what we think, what we, how we act. We get to change that as we partner with heaven and we partner with God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. And so it's so easy, as with Peter, to take our eyes off him and to put our eyes on circumstance and situation. And yet God is so quick to bring us back because of his grace. His grace is in the stretch. You see, and something else happens there in that story is when that happens and he, Jesus um, rescues Peter and pulls him up, and when they get to the boat, this is the fifth point. There is a revelation of who God is in you that you only receive in the stretch. You receive fresh revelation of who he is when, you are, when you're in that stretch. Because what you see is when the disciples suddenly turn and they said, they began to worship him. They began to praise him. And say, truly, you are the Son of God. They began to recognize who he was. At first, they thought he was a ghost. But now they're worshiping him and praising him, and they have a fresh revelation of who he is because of what they've seen and what they've been through. And that's what he does for us. When you're in that place of stretching, you receive fresh revelation. 
because you come into an understanding of his nature, fresh revelation of his nature, his faithfulness, his power, and his intimate love for you. That's what he does. He's there to stretch out his hand, and as he does that, you receive fresh revelation. So, what does that mean for us? It means, and it's interesting what George spoke on this morning, because the point I had here, we need to speak and pray big. We need to speak and pray boldly. That's what we need to do. Because as we step out into those things, or as God reveals his word to us, we need to begin to declare, we need to begin to speak, we need to begin to break the silence over that area of our lives. Because you see, we're so quick to partner with what the world is saying, or the people around us are saying, or family members are saying. But we need to be partnering with heaven and see what God is saying. And then we need to declare that and into and proclaim it into that situation. Because when that happens, something shifts. Something changes. It has to affect you on the inside. It has to affect the way you, you think, the way you act. We've got to begin to speak and declare and break the silence. Because you know, God is moved by our voices. He's moved by the things that we speak and we say. He's moved by our praise. He's moved by our worship. He's moved by a powerful and faithful declaration of his word. His word is powerful. When we begin to declare it, when we begin to speak it into our situations, something changes. We shift the atmosphere over our life and the areas that we are declaring over. What are you declaring? What are you believing about yourself? Because it starts with us. And I know George Hushta said that this morning, but it's here. It starts with us. Who do we believe we are? Who do you believe you are? What scripture are you declaring over your life? Are you aligning with the promises of God over your life? Are you aligning with the truth over your life? Because that's what you need to be declaring. That's what you need to be speaking. When you declare the possibility of God, it shifts you from a position of ne negativity, fear, doubt, and anxiety. His possibilities, it shifts you into a wide open space of faith. Proclaiming God's ability and your potential in God ch will change the way you think, act, speak, and the way you see things. Your vision will no longer be from a place of inadequacy, but you'll be looking through the lens of Jesus and what he is capable of. So we need to begin to speak and pray big. We then we need to begin to see big. We need to begin to see from another vantage point. When I was on the top of those poles, I was seeing from a totally different vantage point. We need to align ourselves with the way God sees. We need to say, God, will you give me your eyes to see what you see? Even in the people around us, the situations around us, are you asking God that you would begin to see it through his eyes? You know, when we see, it said, that first scripture spoke about enlarge the place of your tent. And what happened in the, in, in the Old Testament times was, and even in the New Testament really, the tents were in, often put in the wilderness. That's where they were pitched. They were pitched in the wilderness as they traveled along. And you see, the thing is, is that um, when you pitched there, you begin, it's confined. 
It's a confined space. And he wants us to enlarge. He wants us to stretch our vision so we begin to see from a different vantage point. You see, your altitude, your attitude will determine your altitude. Your attitude, the way you're praying, the way you are speaking, will determine the way you see things, your altitude. I mean, if you think of um, Joshua, when he went into Jericho and he came back, he came back with a different attitude. Caleb and him came back with a different attitude. And so they began to declare that, they began to speak that, they began to see differently to the way that other people saw. We need to get out of our tents, enlarge, the spa- enlarge them, stretch them out, and we need to get out of the boat. And then once we begin to speak and begin to see, we begin to think big. It stretches our vision. It, stands, it stretches our anticipation. Because when you stretch in the front, it will activate, it's activating yourself to work, walk in a certain path. And it's it, with anticipation. You begin to move towards that which God has set before you. When you stretch on the sides, it's those people you're connected with. Who are you moving forward with? Who are you stretching with? God puts people alongside you to stretch, to help you to stretch, to encourage you, to build you up, to, to, um, to, to cause you to move forward. He brings people alongside us. And then behind, as we stretch behind, what is that? It's the people we bring with us. Who are you bringing with you on this journey, or is it all about you? He wants to stretch us so that it only doesn't just cause the miracle in us, but through us to the people we connect with. You are their connection point to heaven. You are their connection point to God. Who are you bringing with you on this journey? You see, we need to start to dream according to the kingdom of God and what it says and get a hold of his word because the Holy Spirit is the one that will give you a new way of thinking, a new mindset, new perspectives, and a new language. And they all lead to new actions as we act big or live big. We need to practice, and we need to, pr- we need to get into alignment with God's word that he is declaring over each one of our lives. Today, tonight as we go, it would be, it's my desire that each of us as we go from here would begin to say, God, what is the area or areas of my life you wanted me to stretch in? What are the areas that you wanted me to hand over to you so that I'm no longer stuck in my comfort zone? Where are the areas you're wanting to grow me and you're wanting to cause miracles to happen in my life and through my life to affect the lives of others? The challenge tonight is, will you say yes to his stretch? Will you say yes to the stretch of God? He has a purpose for everything he does, and we need to take confidence in knowing that when he's stretching you, it's so that you can hold more of his power and gain more of his wisdom, more of his character, and more of him. Because it's all about him. It's all about him. And it's all about as he works in us and through us that we get to love on others. Let me tell you a story about that, just an ending about that burglary. So these people were kicked out. Quite a few of them landed up in prison. Not for that, but for other things. They'd been in and out in prison over a period of time. It had become such an issue in our children's lives that they were more scared in our home in Australia than they were in South Africa because the police would come through our house on a regular basis to access the house next door. And it became quite an issue. And um, anyway, it came to the point where 
the police phone up to say, we have your shower door. We're going to be coming to get it. It's in your neighbor's house, which we had already gathered. And they fetched the shower door, and they actually fitted it for us, which was quite quite nice of the police. But anyway, the funny thing was there were two shower doors there. One fit and one didn't. So they'd also stolen a shower door from someone else. We're not sure where. And um, But the thing was, they moved away. And about two months ago, we were sitting, um, there's a tavern on our waterway, and we were sitting having a dinner with my cousin Lisa, who's out here at the moment. And I looked up, and I saw this man walking, and I said to God, uh, I said to Garnet, not God, um, look, look at that guy, because you don't often see, like, um, well, not where we live, like tramps, hobos, like, you know, walking in your area. But this guy looked like that. He looked really, um, you'll remember him. He looked, this guy looked really like he hadn't been fed. He hadn't had a place to sleep. He really looked in a bad way. And he walked around, and I thought, I'm sure that was our neighbor. Not the guy that robbed us, but one of the guys in the house, because there were many. And when we got home, the girls were home, and they said, oh, this guy knocked on our gate, and he asked if he could come through, because onto the water side of our property, there's a walkway that you can only access through the properties. You can't get to it. It's private. And he asked if he could come through, because he's working on somebody's boat. He was a boat worker. And... Um, and I said to Garnet, I'm sure that's Tony. I'm sure that's the neighbor. And Garnet, and I said to him, but he doesn't look in a good way. Maybe you should go and see if it's him because I didn't want my children just letting anybody on because they could do anything to anybody's big boats and stuff there. And he went and he came back and he said, yes, it's Tony. And I said to him, well, go and offer him some food. So Garnet went out there and he offered him food. And we fed him and, and gave him something to drink. And he just stood there and he wept and he said, nobody has done this for me. And that was God, because in the natural, do you want to do that for somebody who's robbed from you, stolen from you, caused your life over the first, the last few months to be hell? Remember him? Um, and yet, by doing that, something broke in him. And um, I'm trusting that he'll come again, that we can just continue to minister the love of God to him. But God can do that. God can cause us through the stretch and what happens in our lives to be able to love on other people as he shifts us to a whole new level of expectation and anticipation and moving in him. And so that's what I want to leave us with tonight. But also, just one more testimony. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a chapel in a school. And a few weeks ago, we started to pray. This is the power of prayer and the words that you speak. And a few of us started to pray. And I started to pray, Lord, would you cause light to shine into darkness? And will you expose that which has been done in darkness? And within a day of that prayer, I could say almost like all hell started breaking loose in the school. And when that happens, the chaplains get called. And so we were dealing with, you know, like conflict between boys in the school, grade sevens, and all this kind of stuff was happening. And the teacher that was in charge came to me and she says, I don't know, but it's like everything in the darkness is being exposed right now. And I said to her, well, that's interesting. Because actually on the way to school, I was praying this prayer. She said, well, will you keep praying it? Because it's having an effect on our school. And, when I, and I never thought about that till I was on the plane last night. Because this week at the school, all kinds of things have been coming out the woodwork that we are now dealing with and mentoring children, that, uh, well, students, even high school students, grade 12s that are in leadership positions. But stuff has come out about what's going on in their lives that we now get to minister into and mentor them in, all through the power of prayer. And so we need to take these things seriously. What are we declaring? What are we speaking? What are we thinking? 
What are we doing? How are we living? Because it all has impact on the people around us. So let's just pray. Father, I just pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just come, that you would pray since you are here already, but would you just touch each one of us at where we're at? Lord, I just pray that you would give us the boldness, that you would give us the faith tonight to just say, yes, Lord, will you stretch me? I will say yes to the stretch tonight. Whatever area it is in my life that you would want to stretch so that I can experience your breakthrough, your miracle, Father God, would you do it in my life in Jesus' name? Father, I'm asking you to remove the boundaries that we have placed on our lives. I'm asking you to remove the safety nets that we have put there instead of you. I'm asking you to remove any borders that we've placed around ourselves. I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to break us out of our comfort zones. I'm asking you to activate us in the area of praying and declaring the Word of God, that we would speak your Word, that we would declare your truth, that we would speak truth over our lives, truth over the lives of others, truth over our areas, over our city, over our nation. Father, that we would begin to see the way that you see, that we'd begin to speak the way that you speak, that we'd begin to love others the way that you would have us love them. Father God, help us to see the gold in each person that we come into contact with. Help us to speak life and release life and to call forth life in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I'm asking right now for a shaking and a shifting in each one of us.